Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. We're here with Evan Sanchez. He's the author of Sell Like a Champ, Mindsets, Tool Sets, and Skill Sets for Peak Performance in Sales. It's great to have you with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed reading your book because I come from a very sort of athletic mentality, uh, myself excluded though. <laughs> but your, your book is all about the championship mentality. And you talk about your transformation, Evan, how you grew up as an athlete yes. and you suffered an injury. And then yes. you use that skill set to become a corporate athlete which I thought was ingenious and sort of Correct. this transformation that you experienced. Exactly. So just tell everybody a little bit about your background. Well, I, I think that's really what life is all about is finding ways to pivot and transform mm -hmm. into your next level of performance or your next level of life. Right. And for me growing up, my vision was always to be a professional athlete. I was a very good soccer player. I swam, I did martial arts, I played football and, you know, I was all about sports and I did good in school too, but I always knew that I was going to be a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. And then growing up, I had injury after injury after injury until they told me, guess Guess what? You're not going to be a professional athlete. And that was pretty devastating, sure. you know, at 18, 19 years old to find out that, you know, you were at the top of your game. I was playing Olympic development. I was playing semi-professional. I was, you know, in the top five in the state and I was expected to be a professional. That's it. Right. I right. was only going to college so that I could get a little older and play professional. And now suddenly all of that was taken away. And so, you know, that was really rough trying sure. to figure out, well, what am I going to do now? Um, and in some cases it was, you know, school, school was OK, but wasn't really what I planned on doing. Um, didn't really have any really big ambitions or goals after that. And I was lost for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And a buddy of mine and I were personal trainers. And we were trying to figure out how to motivate our clients because we had clients that if they did what we told them, they would get tremendous results. And then there was the ones that didn't do what we told them. And all they did was whine and complain that they weren't getting the results. We we're like, what is it? What is that, you know, that intrinsic thing that makes somebody actually desire the success or take action for their desires in order to achieve that success. Take action, right. And that's really where we started this, um, hey, I'm going to train you. You're going to train me. We're going to challenge each other. We're going to put each other through this program and really try and figure it out. And the coolest thing is that's when my transformation came about because what I realized was that I wasn't has been. Um, I was actually still a professional athlete up here and I could apply that to help other people and not just helping other people to achieve, you know, losing 30 pounds or um, being able to play with their kids or something to that effect, but really just helping them to achieve their dreams because we all have this thing inside of us that we dream about and we know who we are inside. We know ourselves. And sometimes when those things are taken away, it isn't truly gone. It's just a different path that you're going to take utilizing those same skills that you had in a different way. And that's really where the transformation to the corporate athlete came about. Right. Right. Um, where I was like, Hey, you know, I really think that I've got something here. I can be an entrepreneur. I can start a business and I can teach other people what it's like to have this championship mentality because 
the mentality didn't leave. It was just my physical ability to actually perform at the high level that was no longer available to right. me. Right. How do you know if you're a champ, a, a contender, or a chump? Yeah. So what's the difference between all those? Well, so many people hate the word sales, right? And a lot of the companies and the salespeople that I work with, they don't want to sell. They, they think they don't need to sell or they have this negative connotation to it. And so in the portrait of a, cha- of a sales champ, when we create that portrait, what we do is say, basically, if you're selling like a champ, you're helping others. You're helping to build one another up around you. You're doing it with a positive perception. You have high levels of energy. You're focused on what you're doing and it's for a good thing. You're solving problems and you're helping people get what they want. Right. Who doesn't want to do that? Right. Exactly. So that's really all sales is. Now, when you're selling like a chump, you're selling something that you don't believe in. And you're typically putting other people down, you know, competing, talking about why you're better than they are. Um, They also suffer from what I call LOF or lack of focus, right? They can't stay focused on things. They usually are burnt out. They don't have a lot of energy and they're doing their best just to make it day by day by day. And these are the people that you see that are desperately trying to sell something. And when you run into a person who is desperately trying to sell you something, you can feel it. You can feel it. And it's just icky. And that's when people go, oh, I don't want to be a salesperson because they felt that before, Right. right? So we call that selling like a chump. Now, selling like a contender is somebody who doesn't really sell like a champ yet. Maybe they're new to the game. They haven't done it quite yet. Or maybe they just don't have consistency. And so some of these inconsistencies have them fall down into selling like a chump because the number one determinant as to whether or not you're selling like a champ is whether or not you're hitting your quota or you're able to pay your bills. Correct. Right. Okay. So just out of curiosity, why did you decide to put it into print? What sparked the interest in writing it down and writing a book? Well, uh, my company is called Springboard Consulting, and we believe that by elevating people's thinking, we can elevate their business. And in all the sales trainings that I have been to, the big guys, right, the guys that we compete against, when you are not performing as a rep, so sales management training 101, the first thing they say is if a rep isn't performing well, you need to look at their sales skills and their knowledge of the product and service. There's no mention of the mentality And if you look at most businesses today, they have a group of top 10% performers or A players. They have their B, C, and D players. So if all of these people have been through the same sales skills training, all of them have been through the same product and service knowledge training, what's the differentiator? What's the difference? What is it? It's the championship mentality. It's higher levels of confidence. It's higher levels of ambition. Uh, it's also the fact that when you have these higher levels of confidence, you don't let what we call stinking thinking yes. get in the way of your success, uh-huh. right? You're not beating yourself up. You're not overly self-conscious. You know, you're, you're just operating at a whole other level uh, because of this ambition and confidence where you're not letting the stress and the negative self-talk of stinking thinking get in the way of your performance. C-Suite Radio. So Evan, do you think everybody can be taught that mentality? I mean, using some of the techniques in your book, is that something that some people just say, I can't, I can't do it. Like, you know, there are people who leave sales because they're so frustrated. Do you believe that all of those people that left probably could have using these, some of these techniques and tools could have succeeded into that championship mentality? 
I do. Yeah. Uh, I do because I do believe that the championship mentality can be applied to anything. Mm. Right. Um, there's things that you want to do and there's things that you don't want to do in life. And right. we actually use that as part of our, our coaching psychology. But the things that you want to do are the things that you're passionate about. When you're passionate about something, it's easy for you to share your message. Right. It's easy to talk about. Right. And so I could ask you, you know, what your favorite restaurant is and you could probably sell it to me all day long. Why Probably. is it your favorite restaurant? Right. Right. But if I give you a product or service and I say, okay, now go sell this to the buyer, it's a little bit different. And the reason it's different is because you have to believe in it. And so when we look at these different mindsets in the book, the first part of the book is mindsets. And you hear people say, oh, well, you know, you got to believe to achieve or it's the power of positive thinking. Right. And you got to be more positive. It's more than that. It's about meeting you where you are, right? Because some people may say, oh, yeah, I believe in the product and service, but maybe they don't know how to put their vision into action. Maybe they are overly stressed, so they're not able to be positive. So through our breakdown of the different mindsets, they kind of build upon one another. Mm -hmm. So as the reader's going through and looking at each module, there are some coaching points in there. We call them springboards to help you elevate your thinking. Right. I like you mentioned earlier, yeah. elevate your thinking, elevate your business. Right. That Absolutely. Was, so that we you hit that. the springboard to help elevate your thinking so that you can elevate your business. And if you've got that, that mentality down, right. then you go on to the next one. And in some cases you may have to stack the different mentalities on top of one another in order to start adopting these different mindsets that are championship mindsets. And everybody has access to them. You just don't know what you don't know. So there's so many mindsets. You have the expect success mindset. That's a tongue twister. Vision and action mm -hmm. mindset, reality mindset. I could go on. Of those three, just give us a little nugget of, of one of them and sort of what it entails. Right. So expect success is that when I set myself to a particular goal or to a particular vision, I expect that that's going to happen. If I can envision it in my mind and I can envision the future being so, I can imagine the emotions tied to that. I can imagine the people that are close to me. I can imagine maybe some of the obstacles that might get in the way and how I'm going to overcome them. When I can expect success, that actually helps bring that vision into reality. And as an example, I used to tell people, well, um, taking a penalty shot, playing soccer. I used to walk by the referee and I used to tell them my number and they'd go, what? What do you mean? And I'd go, my number is number one. Go ahead and put it down because I'm putting this in the net because they had to write down your jersey number right. after you scored. Right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so I would expect success and I would make that so. That's expect success. How did you come up with these mindsets? Because you have the, you know, the growth mindset, the expect success. Well, I do have a background in sports psychology. Mm -hmm. And I've been studying this for years and years and years. And like I said, I, I look at the different psychologies that are out there. I look at the different performance uh, things that have come out over the years. And at the end of the day, you can break them up into these little mindsets. And I thought it was a lot easier than trying to, you know, bring a whole bunch of psychobabble and psychology stuff to people to just say, hey, here's one mindset. Master this one. Take three to six months and see if you can master this mindset. And once you've done that, let's stack the next one on. Right. And so eventually we can start to build you higher and higher and higher. Very similar to the way you would with a uh, personal training client, right? Somebody comes in and they want to lose 30 pounds. Well, you're not training them like an Olympic athlete. Right. 
you're going to meet them where they're at and you're going to find out where their mindset is. And then we're going to look for the next thing to elevate their thinking, to elevate their performance. That's great. Like I said, it all flows into the next. So those are the mindsets, but then you also have as per the title tool sets and skill sets. Exactly. Now those are different. They're different. So the first part is all about the mentality, right? I've got to have the right mentality before I can actually get myself to take some type of action. Right. Um, because you have to think about something before you can actually take action on something. And we broke down the middle part of the book on tool sets around what I've found to be the top 10 behaviors for most salespeople. So behaviors are things that I can see somebody doing or I can hear them saying these things. And so when we do sales coaching with those, I'll actually have uh, the coachee kind of rank themselves on a scale of one to five. How are you on these behaviors? And as they rank themselves in the book, they'll get a score at the very bottom and it'll tell them whether or not they're selling like a champ, they're selling like a contender, or they're selling like, like a chump. chump. <laughs> and so based upon that, then we actually have a plan of action, right. right? Where are the areas where they were strong? Where are the areas where they needed some improvement? And how do we put that into an action plan, create the vision so we can put that vision into action? Right. They've understood the mentality, the mindset of vision into action from earlier in the book. So now they're able to apply that behaviorally. It's all very methodical. That's why I enjoyed it. It just kind of flows from one step to the next. Something I did, I did print out because I really enjoyed this. Uh, you have chump self-talk versus champ self-talk. And you have sort of the equivalent. What was the genesis of this chart? I thought it was really cute, for lack of a better word. <laughs> it's, it's all about being able to identify that there's a different way of thinking, mm -hmm. right? And this all goes back to the whole transformation that I went through personally. You know, something was taken away and I thought, oh, it'll never be. Right. It's, it's just, it's the end. And so you have this self-talk a lot of times that becomes your own worst enemy. And, sure. and that's essentially what the book, a lot of the book is yeah. about is that know yourself so that you're not your own worst enemy. Right. And so, you know, I had an example where I was waiting in line at a 7-Eleven one time and this older gentleman in front of me was buying a lotto ticket. It was taking forever. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, these people are driving me crazy. Right. They're just idiots. Well, that's stinking thinking. Right positive way of thinking, and this is what actually happened to me at that 7-Eleven mm -hmm. that made me kind of realize the differences, is that if I was so smart, what can I do to speed this up? Because I needed to go to work. That's one of the reasons I was angry and right. pissed off and thinking these people need to hurry up, right? But I flipped it to, well, what can I do to help? So I'll let readers take a look at this whole chart, just a couple, you know, an example of, you say chump self-talk would be, I've never been able to sell before. Champ self-talk is translated into, it's an opportunity to grow and learn something new. You exactly. Know, it's just a slight tweak. Um, I don't have what I need. Chump, chump self-talk. I don't have what I need as opposed to necessity is the mother of invention. Very clever. Right. Uh, and one more I liked, I'll never be good at this. Chump self-talk. Champ self-talk. I'll give it another try. Exactly. So they all, same message, but completely different. Sort of, totally different know, way of looking at it. And one of the stuff. reasons we put that in there is because sales likes to complain about marketing a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and conversely, the C-suite, the CFOs and finance like to complain a lot about the salespeople. Right. So, you know, when they're looking at these different areas and they're having these different uh, conflicts within the office, 
Um, there's chump self-talk and there's champ self-talk. And if you can adopt the champ self-talk, it's going to be a lot more positive. It's going to bring positive energy. And it's also going to bring a much better environment to which you can actually be successful in versus a toxic environment that will continue to bring you down. So Evan, we've touched upon the mindsets, some of the tool sets, but what about the skill sets? Yeah. So the skill set section is the third part because it also takes skills, right? I said in the beginning that if you're wanting to train a sales force or you're wanting to improve your own sales performance, there are sales skills that have to be learned and there is product and service knowledge. And then of course there's the championship mentality that has to be applied. These sales skills, however, are very important. And it's not so much about the type of sales because nowadays you have, well, is it better to be a consultative salesperson or a relationship-oriented salesperson or the challenger sale is a real big one that's out right now. And at the end of the day, it all really comes down to how well can you communicate? How well can you share your passion and your message and get it out there to help other people? And the primary skills for doing that is really knowing yourself, knowing how to control yourself so that you can build trust and rapport with others faster and understanding how to know somebody else's preferences. What are the things that they're going to be looking for based upon their own communication styles? And then how can I modify in order to do that? So the whole last section, we don't just leave sales skills out. Mm -hmm. There's certainly some specific sales skills that we've found that really help to amplify any type of sales process, any type of sales style, whatever you have done to this point. If you apply these sales skills, you will elevate your performance. This this isn't new, but I like how you package it. You know, we've heard this stuff before, but chump versus champ, it's, you know, the alliteration, it all works. So the the positive mindset, right? Right. So you're right. Most people, their internal self-talk, 80% of it is negative. Mm -hmm. So how do we flip that to being 80% positive? It's true. And it's amazing. I mean, your story, we we touched upon in the beginning, just your transformation as a, you know, from an athlete to a corporate athlete, it's really incredible. And just, you really feel for you because you give us so much detail and sort of what you experience. So uh, it's a great you. read and it really yeah. flows. It's, it's, it, it it's was really a difficult well done. time and it was also a good time to overcome and, right. and to move forward. With. Yeah. Absolutely. It must've been cathartic too. Yeah, to absolutely. It, it was uh, moving from anger to joy. Right. Right. It's a lesson. This is your first book. So congratulations. Thank uh, you. Slam dunk <laughs> the championship mentality. If you'd like more information on the book, just head to our website, csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. Like what you just heard, visit c sweetradio.com c-suite radio turning the volume up on business this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-sweetradio.com